So, hey, this is the queer from the British Blacklist, and this is our Out of 100 review of Jordan Peele's new film, Us. I'm joined by some wonderful uh, ladies in the room and one lovely lady on the phone. If you can all introduce yourselves, and then we'll get cracking. Hi, I'm Sade. I'm Stephanie. I'm Toby. I'm Priscilla. And I'm Jay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so, first initial thoughts. Well, actually, I should overview what Us is about. So, Us is Jordan Peele's second film after Get Out. It's a horror. It stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, um, Shahidi Joseph Wright, and... Evan Alex. Yeah. That's the one, Evan Alex. These are the four main cast, and they play the Wilsons, who basically holiday in a, an American resort town, and lots of weird things happen, <laughs> revealing a netherworld of doppelgangers, which are freaky, scary, and kind of metaphor on America, if you like, and its state of play today. Um, what did you guys initially think about us? Anyone can speak and say your name when you're speaking. Um, hi, this is Toby. Um, I was very scared at first because I was told that it was a horror movie and I knew that, I mean, Jordan Peele, I knew he was going to make it really scary. I mean, for him to say that, um, what's it called, Get Out was a documentary and it was kind of scary. In my mind, I was like, us is going to be very, very, you know, a real thriller. But then I kind of laughed quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so it really, maybe because I had such high, like I was really panicked. I don't think you understand. I don't like horror. Mm. So to go there and and laugh, it was kind of like, okay, cool. It took away the scary bits. Yeah, it did. It did. It made everything calm. (laughs) Anyone? Um, I went to watch it with Toby. And I was laughing. I know. I don't. I don't. I'm, I. I don't mind horror. So I just found it quite. Some a lot of bits quite funny because I thought that it's not, 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 not realistic. But I just thought like if I was thinking logically, if I was in that position that she was in, I was just that I wouldn't have done that. I would have done this. But I think that's isn't that the standard of every film? And I think with horrors, um, I personally wasn't sure what to expect I already knew okay maybe I should ask you guys what your expectations were because I went in thinking okay this is going to be Jordan Peele's second follow-up we anticipate because it's Lupita also being in the lead for the first Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. a proper lead for the first time and we're actually seeing her do something Mm -hmm. so I had all that kind of expectation but I had already been prepared that it wasn't going to be like get out it wasn't going to be about race it's going to be something else um I wondered about the horror part of it I had faith that Jordan was going to do a good film I don't like horrors either because I don't understand paying to be scared <laughs> and generally horror films are not good in my opinion because they either don't scare you or they're just so like implausible that it's like this is so dumb. So I figured it was going to be good and I wanted to gauge how scared I would be but I, I, I did jump and I was scared but I think it was more creepy than actually... Yeah, I think for me I only saw the trailer and was unsettled by that. And I was like, oh, I don't like horror movies, but I really want to see this movie. <laughs> and um, I didn't read, I purposely didn't read anything about the movie. So I just knew that a family goes somewhere and then they've got doubles and this is weird. So when I went in, I was fully prepared to be like watching through my fingers. And then I wasn't, I was kind of like the woman next to me was doing that, more of that than me. I was kind of, oh, okay. And like you say, yeah. it was funny and it was a perfect counterbalance to the supposed horror but what I did find about it is that it was very very unsettling because when I left mm. everything was just playing on my mind yeah. <laughs> and I was just like yeah it just it creeps me out and 
I wasn't scared, but it just let, it made me think a lot and just made me feel very unsettled and uneasy about a lot of things. So, Joe, were you going to jump in? Yeah, no, I was going to say that going in, weirdly, the thing I had in my mind was Peel's old sketch show that he did with Keegan Key, Key and Peel, yeah. um, for Comedy Central, I think. I'd watched the trailer and I'd read some reviews and they were talking a lot about how um, us handles ideas of class and divisions of power, which is something that you really, it's material that Peel's handled before in a hilarious way for Comedy Central. Mm. I think one of my favourite sketches is one where two husbands are telling each other how they call their wives. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're calling their wives bitches, but actually they can barely stand to disagree with them over what to have for dinner. Oh yeah, they're bragging um, to each other, then when they're in front of them they're actually totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. And that's so present in us. The humour of it comes out of that discomfort of where power lies and how it's transitioned. So you have moments like Gabe buying a speedboat to impress um, the Tylers, the white family, or the mm-hmm. dynamics between the doppelgangers. And I think part of the reason why it's so creepy is because you can identify with it because of yeah. that humour. Mm. You can you can really see it in, yeah. in real life. That's actually what happens. So let's talk about the the themes of the, f- the film that came out that stood out for you. What about the significance of the black family? Because there's been a lot placed on before with the trailer again. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's a black family. It's a black, black family. We have black children, dark-skinned children, dark-skinned um, husband and wife, and it's um, not the random light-skinned daughter, as everyone's made jokes about. Everyone is, <laughs> is a variation of dark skin. What was the significance to any of you for the black family, before anything, in a horror film? <laughs> okay, so my thoughts were initially, um, before seeing the film, was that, oh, snap, you see, for centuries, for a long time, we've gotten away of not being in these kind of movies. <laughs> and life has been fine, because we watch it and go, yeah, that won't happen to us, we're not white. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to put us in the centre of this movie, and now we can't escape from here. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. And so I was really excited, because, yeah, it was a black family doing things that we don't see black families do, in, generally, in, um, in movies. And... I think for a lot of people, because it was a black family, automatically the movie has to be about race, and then there, have, there was lots of arguments around that. And I was like, well, I think that speaks to more of our expectation that when you see a black family in a movie or on a TV show, the central theme of it is generally race, whereas in this movie it wasn't. This movie could be cast with anyone. It yeah. could have been a white family in this yeah. movie. So and, agree with that. And I so think that if it was a white family, nobody would be talking about race. Mm. Everyone would be like, oh my God, isn't that so terrible? They had this mm. double family coming to kill them and all the rest of it. Whereas here, because it's a black family, the conversations around race, I'm thinking, it's a lot more nuanced than that, I think the movie is. And But it was actually really refreshing just to see a black family doing things that black people do, go on holiday with the family, having the usual kind of power dynamics between the husband and wife and the kids playing up and what have you, and then getting thrust into this really kind of awful situation and fighting to survive. We don't get to see that. And yes, my earlier statements kind of knocked out the park so now we're no longer safe. Mm. But in a way, that's kind of good because at least we're, we're not one-dimensional people anymore. We've, mm. we, we're multifaceted. We can do other things. We can be in other places. I did think it was odd, though. I did think some things were odd, like didn't feel like a typical black family to me so like the dad for example yes. just like i just thought he was just so neaky 
<laughs> I was just like, he's not believable for me. Um, the daughter was probably the most believable. Resonated with her position and what she was saying. I, I believed her more than anyone. But yeah, just some parts I was just like, nah. Just I hear what you're saying in terms of like, it could be anyone. But I just don't think they were black black. Right. <laughs> That's how I felt about it. And I do have a bit of a theory about this that I've been looking up. But um, even when he was, I think Adelaide was clicking her fingers to the beat. And she was clicking off beat. So it was yeah. the sun. The husband didn't pick up on that, the daughter didn't pick up on that. That was just weird. And I was thinking I was looking around like, can no one hear or feel this? This is weird. So I wanna so, yeah. I wanna jump in, but I wanna let the younger people have a What did you guys think about the family? I agree in terms of the dad. Instantly when I heard his voice, I just thought uh, I feel like his character was really right in the in terms of like the accent and the way he was coming off. But then, obviously, when they did the whole beach scene and they met the other family, I could kind of see maybe where they were going with it. Like in terms of okay, you know, the people that he's around with at work and he's trying to like press them, getting the whole boat thing. And so I think that maybe explained it a little bit for me. But and especially like the scene where he came up the house when he first saw oh, the the family. Yes. Then. <laughs> He dropped his voice. He was just like, oh, get off my, get off my lawn. And I was like, hey, now you're trying to be black. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you know, he was, him for me was just, he didn't suit that little dynamic of the family. But I believe, like, the son and the daughter, I really like the daughter. She was my favourite character, to yeah. be honest. For me, it's interesting because it raises questions about what is blackness. Mm. Because we're, yeah. all of you have said, or not all of you, some of you said that um, he's not a typical black guy, he's not black enough, but then this is something that is, that's leveraged against people who speak black people who speak well, black people who are educated, yeah. black people who yeah. are geeky or neeky, as you said. And it's like, what is what's the what's the what parameter? Is, what is the yeah? But what, I guess what I'm saying is just like not typical. I just don't think that's. I think that's a type, but it's just not typical. And Do you see what I mean? Because of that, yeah. it, so it, it pulled. Sorry, I'm just saying because of that, yeah. it made you feel like it wasn't believable. But yet, yeah. just to say before you jump yeah. in, Joe, that when I met Jordan Peele. Mm. <laughs> when I met Jordan Peele, I'm a Drop that name in there. <laughs> just want to say, so when I met Jordan Peele, he just had a, had a catch up. Um, but when I met him, he speaks exactly like Winston Duke, and in the character yeah. as Gabe, his voice is like that. And he was quite um, in in the conversation we had. He's like, I really hope you like it, and I'm not going to do an impression, but I really hope you like it because he, I could see his kind of nervousness that people are going to respond to it the same way we responded to Get Out. Mm. So that kind of humble humility he had, or insecurity. Oh comes through in Gabe and when we interviewed <laughs> like interviewed Winston Duke <laughs> yeah, like another humble brat yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I spoke to Winston Duke he said that he based the dad on TV dads he said Bill Cosby I think another black dad from a popular American show I can't remember and he also threw in Homer Simpson and some other like um, more generic white uh, sitcom dads so he pulled together those type of dads because he said because my question to him was in this moment of black men being portrayed as violent aggressive and scary how, what were your thoughts in bringing to life Gabe as a dad? And he was like, this is exactly why I do feel like a bit more goofy, a bit more lovable, a bit more fun, because we're always told that black men have to be strong, angry and yeah. powerful, whereas actually yeah. dads are not always like that. They can be, yeah. and it's changed the narrative of what a black man is or should be. And Joe, sorry, I'll let you jump in. No, I was only going to say that I completely agree with you, and I think maybe one of the things that I really liked about us was the doppelganger aspect. I mean, it literally makes you look twice at each character. And bec 
because the casting has been such a, I don't want to say issue because it's not an issue at all, but it's been talked about lately, mm. you do look twice in terms of their blackness and like pointing out differences of how they move and how they speak, or at least I did, for this family that's been raised in isolation and this family that's been raised in a privileged part of America. It is valid in a way that the Winstons aren't the what some people would consider authentically black mm. because the film is about the ways in which they try to escape a situation with their privilege intact. Yeah. Um, and it's a privilege that has been traditionally ascribed to white American families. But at the same time, there, I don't really think there's a way to be authentically black. I think that's a dangerous and quite damaging idea to have. Agree, um, in know. some way. Because, but I, I what think do you it's, mean? In what way, though? I would say that it's damaging to put limitation on what blackness is, but there's also yeah. a gauge of how black we are in different situations, maybe, because I think if we're yeah. not... Because you can be deemed not black enough, and it makes sense. We can all kind of be in a room like, we know what not black enough means. However, to tell a black person who's not doing what we think is black enough that you should be more black, who are we to say? Okay. What is the benchmark of black? Think, yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. I think Stephanie had... Um, she kind of highlighted something where you said about when he goes out to confront the doppelganger yeah. family and his voice drop because that to me was like code switching mm -hmm. yeah because it was this kind of that sense of like you know he's obviously they're middle class black family they've got a certain level of privilege and they walk and run with certain people mostly white i would gauge from what we've seen of them so he's used to being very reasonable about everything mm -hmm. you know he's used to like not positioning himself in a situation that's aggressive and that's very key for black americans as well because if you do encounter situations where as a black man you're being aggressive you're posturing what have you it can go very wrong for you very quickly yeah and so i can understand why he is the way he is and in that situation it's like he comes out first of all he's being all kind of nice he's like, oh can you go for a lawn please you know mm -hmm. this isn't really right you shouldn't be here mm -hmm. and then later on it's kind of like okay so i'm gonna try and be a bit more threatening <laughs> aggressive and hopefully they'll they'll see oh yeah big black man he's got this is this is scary yeah. we'll go but Obviously, it goes all the way left for him. Highlighting how the ways in different situations, we do kind of change mm -hmm. the way that we respond to people and, and the environment around us. And do you know what one thing that stood out? Lupita being, you know, the scene by the car and she's saying, I'm taking over now. I'm going to sort things out. Yeah. And that kind yeah. of made me think about one black feminism mm. to the backlash to black feminism, the power change between the patriarchy and w women in general who are trying to change the whole narrative that men's word and rule is law. And interestingly, in a black family, if we talk about, if we take it wider to the societal conversations about interracial dating and dating black women and dark skinned women specifically being perceived as aggressive, masculine and hard to deal with, I wondered what that would look like how that played out to audiences in regards to Lupita, well, sorry, Adelaide telling Gabe, you're not the boss of things right now, I'm taking over, I'm going to run things. But at the same time, Winston Duke saying that, he wanted to change the narrative about black men always having to be, yeah. you know, aggressive and leaders. Does that, do you think any of that? Yeah. I don't know if the, the um, just like looking at the script, if it's written that way as well, so mm. obviously he's bringing what he's bringing to it, but his character's just Ned Flanders. I just can't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's only, he, he only done that out of necessity because yeah. he's thinking, okay, I'm going to have to protect now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's never had to. Exactly. Yeah, he, but he even was when Adelaide in it, yeah. was talking to him about, you know, her fears yeah. 
yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah. oblivious. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was the scene when he was like, yeah, she looks like you. You know, I can kick your ass. Yeah, pretty sure I can handle her too. And the look she gives him, like, <laughs> like are you serious right now? So I think she's yeah. just doing that. I, I'm not sure about the bigger kind Picture. of scheme, but I think she's doing that because she's like, we have to survive. And yeah, of course. Her, especially, she needs to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That version of her needs yeah. to survive, basically. I think it was interesting casting Winston Duke because obviously last time we saw him, he was in Black Panther, being I mean, a very, yeah, being a very, very masculine, very. I was gonna say hyper masculine, but. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't think he was hyper masculine, but, but he, he was, was just very, like, yeah, yeah. Stereotypical. like I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna take charge of things, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna kill you all, and haha, only joking, <laughs> kind of thing. And then you see him in this, and I think maybe people coming to this expecting more of the same, and then we're like, wait, hang on a minute, he's not in Baku, <laughs> he's completely the op- opposite. And I really liked the, the portrayal of that character, because I think in movies like this, it's very easy, particularly when you've got a male director at the helm, to overemphasize the masculinity, like, oh, we're in peril, so mm. I, as the man, need to kind of sort things out, yeah. protect my family at all costs, even though it's probably my stuff that got me into trouble, got you here in the first place, and my mistake, you know, yeah. but I'm still going to take credit. And actually, what generally happens in movies is that it's usually the woman that does things, but the man still gets take credit. Mm. Whereas in this movie, it's like from beginning to end, it's Adelaide that's kind of like underpinning all this until, you know, to a certain point where she's kind of like, you know, gently kind of saying, oh, no, I don't think we should go to the beach. Okay, we'll go to the beach. And then halfway through, it's like, you know what, I'm taking charge. Mm. And I think that kind of reflects what happens a lot across in, in society, society, where women do uh. kind of tend to kind of like go, oh, do you know what, enough's enough, we need to get shit done and we need to do this and I'm not going to wait around for you to kind of figure out, you know, the least course of resistance, we actually need to do stuff and that to me was very telling. What's the significance of the white family, how do you lot feel about the fact that they weren't particularly connected to them but they seem to have a history of holidaying with them at the very least, the girls don't get on with the daughter really, they think the son's weird and um, Josh and Gabe are waving their dicks about trying to outdo each other. <laughs> and Kitty is just vacuous, and Adelaide is obviously more, well, educated or disconnected, for whatever you want to put. There's no connection there, but yet, again, it's like, what, what do you, what did you guys think, what did you think, Toby, of the white family in the film? Um, I don't know, I feel like, I, to some extent, I could relate a bit to having, like, family friends that you're not really friends with, but yeah. you just, you just know them, and you just constantly go on holiday with them just because of the time that you've spent with them over the past, over the years. And also I think because the dad probably works with the, with Josh, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. they work together. Yeah. I think Do they, they work, work together? Are they colleagues? Yeah. I, I miss that. I couldn't work out why they'll be together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, from my understanding of things, they work together and he's just trying to get to his level or trying to show that they're on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he got the boat and stuff like that. Yeah. Even when they took their car, yeah. <laughs> and it was, yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah. finally, finally I get that kind of thing, yeah. So. I, yeah. I thought, yeah, they were work colleagues, and Gabe is obviously more invested in the relationship than anyone else in his family. Yeah. It's like the rest of the family tolerate them because they have to, not because they really want to. They're like, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. I think he played on very, like, actually, a lot of saying that it's like, he played. Jordan Peele played on little tropes of being friends with white people, because I don't know, unless you've grown up with someone or that there's a lot of conversation about blacks and whites not being friends and not seeing each other's world, so that's why there's a disconnect and that's why racism in a nutshell exists. But it's that competition with, and there's a thing like black men in society, stereotypical, are aspiring to have what the white man has. And then white women are envious of what black women have because you see Kitty compliments um, yeah. uh, Adelaide on New York. Oh, yeah. It was just so, and I've done my little nip tuck, and Adelaide's like, yeah, boy, I'm not even interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
like he was wanting what that guy had. It was like it was like he was getting stuff so he could have they could have something in common. Because like even but this is aspiring the, yeah, to his lifestyle. Even when he got the boat, he just got it so they could talk about it. Just for him to tell him that he has things that on the boat that he needs. Like when he said, "Oh, do you have a flare gun though?" Oh yeah. Like, oh, no. And he's like, "Well, you need to get one, and you're not there yet." Basically, it's <laughs> like. I, I, I also I all kind of thought they were kind of props as well. To yeah. Be honest. I yeah. thought actually, is uh, they're a bit two dimensional yeah. as well, and it was only kind of like to show to highlight the roles of the black family. To yeah. Be honest. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Had you not seen the twins interact with the children, you wouldn't know that. Um, what do you call it? The son Jason, he's considered weird from outside. That was a setup. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Kind of thing. I thought that and. Just knowing that um, Adelaide doesn't really talk much, she doesn't like speaking, she doesn't interact, that was really kind of like establishing their characters more than... Joe, you watched it and you kind of reviewed it. Do you feel like they were, the, the Tylers were like plot points? Well, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I watched the film in Oxford. It was just really fascinating to see this family be relegated to cinematic tropes that usually are given to like the ethnic minority friend or you know for women the girlfriend i think it's really interesting material for peel to handle because he's mixed race yeah and so i don't know i feel like it's a more balanced scale i don't think it's as kind of cut and dry as get out where the question of interacting as an outsider as a black person with a white family mm-hmm. was really the central plot point but in this film generally i i do think it was more like they progressed the plot. They added some humour. I think really the the only point at which the Tylers got kind of added to the theme of the film was with their virtual assistant. It wasn't Alexa, it was a different name. Yeah. A lot of the theme of the film was, can't remember which critic pointed it out, but it was the worshipping of false idol that was yes. that Bible verse. And I think that moment in which... Kitty Tyler tries to call the police and the NWA song comes on. Mm. Instead, she's looking to the wrong point to help. That's the only point in the film where I think that family gets a kind of poignant moment. But otherwise, the film totally belongs to the Wilsons. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. I was actually quite shocked when they, when they all died. <laughs> 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 I, for some reason, I I've lulled myself into a full sense of security thinking that everyone's going to make it through and no one's going to die in this. <laughs> They're just threatening them with this. So when they stabs the uh, first the wife, then the I was like, "Whoa, okay." That was really unexpected. Uh, yeah, and I was you like, know, "It was so weird as well because I think at that moment one of the daughters was saying something really annoying, and yeah. then they just came and killed So then in that, and you two were shocked, Stephanie and Toby were kind of shocked yeah. to learn that Jordan Peele's mixed race. You didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> but that, I mean, and, and this is something that, um, that plays on a creative. Someone like Jordan, who's doing these films, he's married to a white woman as well. And I think Winston Duke is, is sort of like he dates white women from, that's what the socials say. I haven't seen his partner, but it's, he's kind of in that position. What does it mean? Does it change the kind of thought process or how you understand the film or his Jordan Peele's content from Get Out to Us? As a mixed race man, what do you think he's trying to say? And I always wonder what his wife thinks. Because part of me feels like 
Jordan has a fascination. Obviously, he's, he's got his black side. I don't know what his world has been like being a mixed-race creator because I'm sure he's afforded... He's, in com he's probably in spaces where he, he hears other conversations as maybe us as black people, fully black people, might not be privy to because people might not feel comfortable giving, having those conversations in front of us. I don't know if he has a different type of access. Um, so I'm mixed race. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that Peel gets really well, and, and the reason that I really enjoy his movies, is he really gets what it's like to hop between two worlds. I think he's very good at those little subtle moments, it was pointed out earlier, of code switching or even just sometimes of kind of keeping your head down and seeing what happens. And I think that's a theme that goes through both Get Out and us. I really enjoy seeing the way that he balances almost the presentation of these things. I don't want to say makes them palatable, but makes them understandable, both to black audiences and white audiences. I was reading through reviews for us this morning, mm. and it is literally just white men reviewing this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I find so interesting, and they're really... Like they love it, they're eating it up. And I think maybe Peel's advantage in that sense is kind of knowing how to appeal to different audiences in a universal way. I was just gonna say that I think it's I think it's interesting that the fact that people they love it so much. Yeah. And I was just thinking, mm, it's okay. It's just okay <laughs> to me. There's so many plot holes, like yeah. so many unexplained things that just don't really make sense. Yeah. So it's not as great as it's been presented to be, I think. And it's interesting that if he was a black man or a black woman directing this, would he be afforded the same accolades? Yeah, exactly. That's interesting because white people like it, or it's had, as let's say, the mainstream has reviewed it and said it's brilliant and it's Get Out, and it's brilliant, and Jordan Peele's brilliant. Even us reviewing it now and being honest about our thoughts, do you feel like people are scared to say something in this climate of diversity, and having someone like Jordan Peele be in this space and doing films that are groundbreaking, they are good, maybe everyone's, you know, a matter of opinion, even down to Black Panther, some people are finally now, some black people are now finally saying, we weren't all that. It was a good <laughs> film, but it's not all that. There are some black people out there who started to start talking about you. What did you say there? Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's an all right movie now. Dis disagree. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> but now we're in this... We had Armand, a friend of mine, Jan, shout out Jan, she sent me an article, and I sent it to you guys this morning, mm. that Armand White, who's notoriously a recklessly controversial black man, yeah. black male reviewer, and he had a lot of things to oh, say yeah. about Jordan Glass yeah. and about Jordan Peele. But I also said, actually, I welcome a critical voice in this space, because it's not often that many of us will have the guts to say, talk out against something that a black person done, or mixed race person. Everyone kind of had a collective Black Panther, even if it's the worst film ever, we are not going to tell the truth. We're going to say it's excellent regardless. Yeah. However, we do need no, these other voices. I don't agree with that statement, but Black Panther was good. But that side, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I do hear what you're saying. I think, um, I'm asking, I think not even... I think it's difficult to actually put your voice out there and critique something because the opportunity is to have something on a platform this big to have this kind of reach and to have the promotion behind it it's just very rare and also with black content or content that includes black people as the central piece it almost is framed like it has to be everything to everyone yeah, exactly. and like yeah. black 
audiences aren't just this one mass they're yeah. very different yeah so anyone that speaks against it is almost seen as like a hater a traitor. Or, do you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. thing and not pushing the culture forward and actually we all have different position we're looking at it from different positions so i think it's just very difficult to kind of put a negative opinion or what's seen as negative opinion out there mm. but i think as more content is made we can be more critical it, yes yeah, exactly you'll see, yeah. see it more but in relation to that article the almond white one i just thought he missed the point because he centered the movie as being about race it's, i don't think the movie is about race no and i think if yeah. he just kind of went from it at the position as it's a horror movie what do you think kind of it and here's my thoughts it would have been a much more stronger piece but he just biffles on about he's missed this point and tony morrison was so much better and dude seriously and he came across like i just don't like jordan peele yeah the film itself and yeah there were and there were some bits that i actually found a bit offensive actually coming from him the whole idea where he talked about the casting of black characters and it's like he's cut, deliberately cast dark skin characters because they're ultra black and they're yeah. specifically black and you're like Whoa. <laughs> However, sorry, just about, there was a point that you yeah. made about the bug eye, the stereotypical bug eye mm. against the dark skin and the um, blackface and caricatures of like the Al Jolsons and back in the day stuff. It's funny because when I saw, I think, a scene when Lapita was scared and her eyes were open, I had that thought and I don't necessarily like the Daniel Kaluuya poster of Get Out of Just His Eyes because it kind of makes me think of that as well. But I also, I didn't put that on Jordan trying to laugh up that stereotype yeah. or manipulate that stereotype to make it normalise or anything. I actually thought, well, this is a send-up of something that you guys, the white um, entertainment world, has created, a trope that they created, this spook-type thing of a black person. And I think he'd taken, rec like, reclaiming the N-word, reclaiming that um, stereotype and caricature and saying, well, this is fear, this is blackness, but yeah. this is real blackness or something not to be feared not to be parodied but this is, this is about he's, yeah, our power he's specifically and... talking about fear in, in those elements and talking about because i suppose in get out he's like talking about the fear as that it is to be a black person in yeah the exactly and, and to a certain element he wasn't necessarily talking about the fear as a black person in us but just talking about fear in its more general terms so i felt that armand white was a bit off in his critique. I think, I mean, he's it. obviously been a bit controversial as well on purpose yeah. to get attention, and but I just still think it's good to have that critical voice because then you can thing. also yeah, think a bit deeper about what you think. So what about plot holes? What didn't you like about the film? The explanation as to why the tethered were there. Yeah, that, was, that didn't make sense. Yeah. Sorry, that didn't, that, that didn't make sense. Didn't what didn't you understand? It was that... What was she saying about the... Tell you that. Like, where did he get the clothes from? First Which clothes? The red jumpsuit? Yeah, where did he get them from? Yep. Where did they get the scissors from? Like, they must have ordered that from somewhere. <laughs> Who went into the delivery? Someone yeah. went outside. Okay, so you guys are being really literal. <laughs> okay, what else? I, I, I personally didn't understand how they were being created and how they were kept from oh, the yeah. Where they kept yeah. from? Where yeah. they came where from, they exactly. Where they actually came from, because I know that they were saying that they were in the underground sewers or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, but it's like, how did you get there? Who so they government experiment. So it's supposed to be a government experiment. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. thing is, it's just like, okay, but like you've, I'm tied to you and you're over there. You're only coming to the beach because you come to the beach. So when you go home, and I am I under your house? Like, no, they're stuck there. They're stuck there under the tunnel. And they have to realize no, but everything that people up there do. But, it's, but it's weird, but how? But they're connected yeah, exactly. by their souls. They're no, but connected. How, how, is, how is, how is, is it the person upstairs? Oh, upstairs. I mean, sorry, I'm thinking of them upstairs and downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much is. They're upstairs, yeah. They're doing the stuff and they don't 
like if you're con when they say you're connected i'm assuming that it's like you can feel what the other person is feeling or doing not necessarily so how would they how would they need to copy but the thing is this is what kept on changing so, for example, when um, Jason and, is it Pluto? Yes. Um, when um, they were, Pluto lured them into the trap, he was controlling his tether. Yeah. And in other places, it was the opposite. Like, yeah. uh, how do you know when you've got control of your tether? Yeah, because it was, how could, do you know what I mean? Moments, that doesn't make sense. I wondered if it was an age thing, though. Because at the beginning, it seemed like the tethered were more stronger than their untethered counterparts in terms of physicality mm. and just the way they were. They were quicker and they could move on. But then with Jason and Pluto, it seemed, like almost like Pluto was learning from Jason because he was mimicking everything he did and Jason was mm. one who was quick to catch on to that that because when you see as well later on when um, things get explained and you and you see Ad Red walking or Adelaide which one walking mm -hmm. through the untethered underground bit and mm -hmm. you've got the parallel of the fairground of what yeah. the untethered um, mm. the tethered are doing so they're mimicking being on yeah the, on the carousel yeah. and all that type of stuff and so yeah. it's like they've got no choice but to mimic what the people above but i thought did. that red lured her down there so because she's in control no red lured her down, because red took jason no 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 i'm talking about in the oh, in the in beginning. beginning in the beginning no, she, she didn't her. she didn't lure her down there what happened is she came no because she came because no so you're talking about in the beginning when yeah, in the beginning when adelaide so, is yeah, a little adelaide girl. wanders off yeah goes into that house of yeah but i think so, but, red so, lured her into the house so she could to get her yeah because she realised she's got the They didn't know each other. each other. No, I think Red she knew that something's up, so shees going to try well, it. Well, as a little girl, she yeah. thinks she knew. She's evil. I don't think. I don't <laughs> but she's not evil, though. They're not evil. Because it wasn't evil. Why not free them all? Because she didn't know how it would work. She's a little kid. Kind of thinking, what's this? But no, but then she did get her and drag her. Yeah, yeah, and she handcuffed she did, her. And she handcuffed her to bed. <laughs> yeah, she's evil. So, I mean, any other holes? I mean, what? It was. What? There were so many, but the thing is, I think, in terms of like a lot of horror movies and movies in general, there are always holes. Yeah, there are. And, and I think because it's fantastical, yeah. it's like part of and, it is. And so, and so I think, and I quite like the fact that there were holes, even though it does kind of bug me because I'm like, but I don't understand. Like you going, kind of, how is this a government experiment? And how come like, but the thing, do you know what, actually, I did think that actually maybe Jordan's onto something here. So maybe he's doing a bit of a, you know, Quentin Tarantino, where like the idea of that all the films are actually connected and they're all Yeah, that's been spoken about. Yes, because that experiment, the problem with that experiment was that they couldn't actually, they couldn't separate the soul and in Get Out, they managed to combine Find a way to Do you know what I mean? Maybe this is before that and this is the same people or something. Yeah, I've heard a reasoning that it's going to be the same world. He's toying with the idea of doing a sequel by not any time soon, but he is thinking about the wider world. An interview I read that he's thinking about the wider world and how they connect. But I think you guys are pointing out the ones, the things I didn't get. I think because it's horror and because it's fantastical, it's hard to be absolutely... Because either if you're going to be real, it's like, well, that means it really can happen. And I guess for films like this, there has to be... An element, of, an element of, of like, Suspension you know, this is not real, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you really want to believe it. Do you Which want to mean? believe that there's a, a, we have a tethered soul? No. Apparently, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently Why? Why not? I mean, it could be. That's just creepy because you know. I think the thing. It wasn't even scary. Yeah. It's creepy. That's, that's as we it's said. It's creepy because especially the bit where you know they're all sitting on the couch and then they got the yeah. on the other side. 
If I saw a tab of myself moving like the way they were moving, <laughs> I wouldn't even be listening to the explanation. No, but you never. You did see. See how this is. You see that way. It's good to have this black family as essential characters because we are so. All black people are like, I'd never do that. I'd never do this. I'd never do this. Are you what? And even with Gabe, like, yeah, you want to see how crazy we are, but then you got knocked out by the <laughs> quick time. Adelaide, you're sitting there, you're like, you know, as women, we're like, nah, man, I'm going to get my babies, I'm going to run. But you couldn't. She had to be tactical and start. I don't know if I could tell my daughter to run. Out of, out of my sight. I'd run. Also, as well, but she knew no, that she I'd be, was wrong, though. She knew oh, that they she were coming. She knew who she was. Yeah, I keep forgetting. But however, being on the outside as an audience member, mm. black audience member, who's always confident that we'd run, we'd never drop, we'd never investigate. Mm. We're always like, them white people are crazy. We would never do that. But we're now placed in the position of. Okay. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about going outside on my own with the. I don't know. I sit there or somebody with a scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm about to kill you, but let me just explain my, my plan. No. She was gonna sit there. I mean, you're gonna run. Going back to yeah. this place to go, it's a family tradition. Yeah. It had a family picture in the, in the place, right? That's yeah. her. So that's why go back? Yeah. Actually, ever. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like, that was that was the thing that was bothering me actually. So yeah. You keep coming back here. But then unless you mean she's to tell me that all the that. time that you keep coming back, you've just never gone to the beach, and it's one year. But also, <laughs> then we could mm. then say she could have been drawn back annually. It could be a spiritual yeah, thing that she's drawn back. She's the So go on, Joe. Maybe it's something to do with the end. Once he's clocked who his mum is, mm -hmm. it's this idea of ignoring inconvenient truth for the yeah. sake of your own comfort and privilege. Interestingly yeah. true. But you know what? I, I, I heard a theory. I looked up online and there's a theory that um, actually Jason, Jason was swapped out. I think so too. Yeah, I, I think so. so. Oh. Cause, yeah, because he was like, there's just little clues to it, like him being offbeat, like with yeah. the mother, him it being was, funny with his food. And like their the connection. Mother. Yeah, there do you was, know what I mean? There was, so. no, there was another theory that he's actually made on the autism spectrum as well. That's oh, that's an interesting interview, Which I thought was probably more yeah. big, because I couldn't work out how they would have swapped him out. Oh, I was because, wondering that. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, the daughter actually talked about it. There was one time he got trapped in the closet. So and when the mother died, when the grandmother died, and he was trapped for a little bit of time, yeah. and they couldn't get him out. So it was like the same amount of I time. Think so that I think he might have been switched out, switched, uh, switched out. But yeah, yeah I so agree, and I'm gonna say, but I didn't understand at the end then why he looked scared. curious and scared because it's like, is it? Because they, they've had a bond the whole time. But, they, but that's not his original mother. His mother is actually Adelaide, real Adelaide. Oh, yeah, yeah. so you he's think swapped. that. So the player died was, was Jason. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it gets more. Oh, my player. <laughs> okay. <I've> okay. Been... <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Because that means. It's possible. Wait, but what the burnt face then? So, so how did basically, that happen? so you know the trick. So whatever you do. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so you got. Oh, no, so, so the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's not that Jason's been swapped. He's been Jason, whoever Jason, whichever Jason is. And it's, he just realised that something's changed with the mother. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. No. They've, no, been they've been swapped. They've been swapped, yeah. They've been swapped. That's, that's a theory anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, it does kind of make sense only in the fact of that she focuses too much on that one, the one um, child. Yeah, yeah way. Even though she wasn't worried to send her running. <laughs> she wasn't even over there, are you? She wasn't. Yeah, I... No, I didn't like that either because I was thinking specifically, would I send my daughter? I don't even think I would even have the thought, run, where, where, if she gets you, what? Then I've sent my child away. Yeah. No. Yeah, that was mad. I I, I need to get back to Jason. I don't get Mm. it. I think he's an other, but I don't know which other he is. I think he, I think, who you see? So he's tethered. The one in the real world now is tethered Jason. The one in the real world is... Tethered Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's realising now that his tethered mother, mother is yeah. back. But he doesn't yeah. realise she's... She... No, that, the, that, that he's... he's... <laughs> nah, <I don't> know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Shadow, you're saying that. Yes. <laughs> tethered Jason is in the real world now and he's looked up and realised, wait a minute, this woman isn't... Isn't my isn't who I thought she was. She's actually... One my, of, she's actually the same tethered, person as well. My, huh? She, she's a tethered mum. Yeah. Basically, they come from the same world, both of them. Ah. ah I see. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other theories that you guys have heard before we give the kind of final roundup? Actually, no. Okay, what? Do, okay, let's talk about what you liked about it. We haven't really talked about what this film actually means to you. Sorry, it's not really what I like, though. Sorry. Oh. But it's just the point about the hands across America. Mm. I just thought that that is just really just lost on us. Because if you're not really either from that time or American, then that real big significance really, you know, mm. run through the whole film. It's just what? I Do got it because I'm, I grew up African-American. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a lot of British but kids like, from our generation, we yeah, grew up I was, African-American. I was like, come on, it's like that co-cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also yeah. I felt like um, it also, for me, represented the wall that Trump wants to build. Yeah. So I think it had political themes and I thought this whole okay. America being great and yeah. us being US. Especially when they said, oh, let's escape to Mexico. Oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was such, it's like, it's very, he did some really on the nose political things. It's like mm-hmm. um, Spike Lee's message to Trump or to the voters um, for black Klansmen. That was literally a Trump campaign, yeah. anti-Trump campaign for white people to kind of see this racism from our perspective by placing yeah. Adam Driver as the ringer. Anyway, that's black yeah, Klansmen. I don't know. However, I just, I just thought, thought that... The, the, it just doesn't make, it just didn't... It made sense to me. Yeah, like, and also you've got to fact in, he didn't make the movie for us black British ones, but like, yeah. like you. No, no, no. Black British American. Yeah, man. I think it's a generational thing. Because I recognised that and yeah. I got that. And, yeah, you know, I didn't remember it being called Hands Across America, but I think, I'm pretty sure this is a real thing. So I Googled yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah so. but, but the thing is, it's like the organisation, like giving back to the poor, and, but how does that relate into the theme of like the haves and the have nots and all that? kind of stuff i just thought if i knew that then maybe it would be more powerful yeah. for me okay because i didn't it was just yeah. like this is a bit didn't get it nuts. <laughs> like, what, yeah. what did you guys like about the film the younger guys i'm gonna call you the younger guys patronizingly um, i like obviously i like the fact that it was a black family just doing regular like just the fact that it was just going on holiday and then everything went wrong just because i don't quite see a lot of black families just doing regular stuff it's a terrible thing to happen but essentially, it was good to see a regular black family having a regular bad day. <laughs> An extremely irregular like, bad day. day. Yeah. Bad, but it was like, it was just regular things happening and it was like kind of cool to see. So I actually really liked that about it. 
about you, Steph? I think I like the fact that they all didn't die mm. as well. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All didn't die. Yeah. That was pretty cool. As I said before, my favorite character was the girl. Why was she, everyone? Because everyone's really you know, resonated with her. The way she did the double as well, yeah. Yeah, like, she yeah. I can't lie, I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm believing her for Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, no, like, because when I left the cinema, actually, when we watched it, I wasn't even scared about the tether thing. I was just scared that I was going to see her character holding pizza. I was just like, no. Like, that's the only thing, but I wasn't like worried about all oh, that whole tether thing. Going on. Like, that didn't really. Yeah. You don't think you got a double? Nah. You like, two things that scared me, yeah. Lapita's voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> what was the name that of the syndrome me. that she was inspired by? That now she had to apologise oh, for yeah. himself. I've got five on it. Can't listen to that again. I can. I think that's <laughs> wicked. I think that's a genius <laughs> remix. That, do you know how much I love that Creepy. tune and the remix? And this remix is levels. Fantastic. No, it's good. Fantastic. <laughs> but Lupita was good. I really liked her. I yeah. She done really well. I liked the movie. I thought it was really good. I liked the way it was a black family being regular mm-hmm. um, until the so unregular happened to them and they had to survive it. I really like the messages around privilege in that we all have privilege and there is a sector of society that are marginalised and isolated that we forget about and abandon. And that idea of the other coming back, which plays to the fears that is very prevalent now in the political landscape about mm. the other coming back to kind of say reclaim space or claim space however you want to see it so yeah i really enjoyed those things about it it was fun despite the fact that i came away kind of <laughs> troubled but it was fun <laughs> joe what did you think the i got five on it remix if anything that film was entirely worth it for that um, <laughs> yeah yeah i really just as a normal, like without any kind of political or anything, which I get is missing the point, but without anything, it was just a really good horror film. Mm-hmm. It was a good slasher. But apart from that, yeah, I think I really enjoyed the second time around, knowing what was coming, actually having to realise that you need to look at each of those characters in two ways. Like you can't just root for them or call them evil. You need to do both. Mm-hmm. And you need to really, I think the whole point of that film is, Peel asking us to take a look at ourselves and how we take up space and how the information we choose to ignore or choose to make valuable. I really enjoyed it as a kind of wake-up call in that way. I think overall it was a great, great film. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. I had to watch it twice too. Because I think the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, it's just a horror film. And I didn't want to Still, everyone kept saying, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think? And I was like, I just want to go home, it's a horror film, and leave it at that. Because actually, I think you can walk away and not have to deal with the layers. You don't yeah. have to. And I think that's what makes also makes it such a good film, is that you can take it for what it is, a yeah. bog-standard horror, or if you want to go deep, you can go deep. Second time around, I saw so many things, and I, some things that I missed before, and I kind of... Now, then I started to read the think pieces. I was like, okay, the metaphors and everything jump out at me even more now. And I just like that it's a multi-layered film. I think Jordan gives us the seeds for us to think. And I think that's a great filmmaker. Instead of telling us what to do. Yeah. And I, maybe even some of the theories that some of us have come up with are even more than he ever expected. So I think that's, even, that's better as well. Because it's like, he learns and it gives him material for the next stuff. For the next film and stuff like that. And just to go back to what um, Lupita... The disorder is called... It's a larynx disorder called spasmodic dysphonia. And basically, it's people people who have suffered extreme trauma. They are not able to speak. And that's where she she drew inspiration for Adelaide's um, Red's voice. Because basically, people were saying from the organisation behind it, hold on, let me get 
my facts right. In an interview with the New York Times, Nyong'o cited spasmodic dysphonia, which is a neurological disorder of which Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is one of the best-known people affected as a model. So the National Spasmodic Dysphonia Association, NSDA, criticised her, saying spasmodic dysphonia is not a creepy voice, it's not a scary voice, it's a disability that people are living with and they shouldn't be judged on. Jennifer Laszlo Mizrahi, president of non-profit activist group Respectability, had also protested saying connecting disabilities to characters who are evil further marginalises people with disabilities who also have significant abilities and want to contribute to their communities just like anyone else. And I got that from the Guardian article by okay. Andrew Polver. But I mean, she did go through trauma though, didn't she? Exactly. Yeah. And she's not so specifically where evil. Is she? Yeah. And the girl actually crushed her windpipe, does she so, not? Yeah, so, yeah so she would have had... Um she might, damage, yeah, yeah, exactly. Would and the Peter's a thespian, she, you know, she's going to go deep and do her research. I don't think it was, I don't yeah, think I it think was intentional that it was, to come across, oh, because she has that voice, she's evil. Yeah. I think it was, it just went with the, with the background of the girl's story, because yeah. she was left there when she was young. Now, yeah, she, yeah. sis is just pissed off. I mean, it plays into this whole social media quick reaction. It Maybe these yeah. guys haven't seen the film, but on a surface level, not everybody goes deep, so so there are definitely going to be people in the playground, as it were. If someone is suffering from that, for example, they'd be like, ha-ha, you sound like Lupita in that thing, and then teasing can occur. So I get maybe exactly. an explanation or conversation about it, and I get why Lupita's like, look, I wasn't trying to offend anybody. However, this might be super sensitive, but if I was someone suffering from that, I, couldn't, I, didn't, I wouldn't want to say you're upset is um, not worthy. You don't have yeah. the right to be... Obsess about it. Somebody roll their eyes. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. So we all like the film. What would you give it out of 100, Shade? Ooh, can you come back to me? Sorry. Stephanie. Toby. Okay, I personally, just because I, I would give it a 75. Okay. Just because I was expect, I, I thought I was going to be really scared and I wasn't. I was more <laughs> laughing than anything, so... Priscilla? Um, I'm going to give it a 90 because I really enjoyed it. It doesn't get full 100 because plot holes. The explanations just bothered me. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so. Shadow, you ready? Um, I'm going to go with 65. Because? Because I think it could have been bad, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Stephanie? Um, I'll go with 70 only because I didn't... I was, I didn't really get the whole hands thing at the end. Okay. I think that was a really important, but I didn't get it. Um, also, the rabbits. I get that it was their food, but other than that, I don't really know what they Jordan were. said he's scared of rabbits, by the way. He says they were uh, really evil. And I feel like there was maybe some two important bits I didn't get it. So, yeah, but I like the rest. So I'd give it... 70. I'd maybe give it a 70, 72. Which one? Uh, <laughs> maybe a 75. Because I'm quite generous anyway, in general. Um, I'll give it a, a solid 75. I think it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I've watched it twice and I wasn't bored. I jumped in all the right places. I... No. Actually, let me go up a bit. Let me go to 80. Because I think Lupita acted her ass. I think everyone in the cast yeah. acted their ass off. I think Jason, but he was young. So the little bits where he was a little bit like, you know, you're a kid in acting. But other than that, I think everybody acted their asses off. And Lupita... Did the shit and um, yeah. I think it was. I think it was. It's a great conversational piece. I think it makes you think about film in a different way. I think Jordan's on a roll with this. I wonder what his third film's going to be. I'm excited to have someone like this making films like this for us, by us. I'm on it. So 80, I think, is my 
Mark, Joe, what do you say? I'm going to say 85. Really? I agree with you. I think as a piece of entertainment, it's fantastic. Like I went to see it the second time and had as much fun. Acting is fantastic. Production is great. I think the only thing that is wrong with it is when you press on some of the themes a little bit more, a little bit harder, you get plot holes. And also, I think it gets a bit vague when you're looking for societal or political explanations. It doesn't really... It's not as concrete as Get Out was. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. So, on average, we're going to tell you up what is it altogether? Oh, 77.5%. Okay, that's very good. Well done, Thomas. 77.5%. Um, and that's it. Thank you, guys. We will be back with more reviews. This is good. <laughs>